May the force be with you is a phrase used to wish a person well to overcome a challenge. The invitation in this podcast, May the Life Force Be With You, is to explore what it means to truly feel alive, to appreciate the physical, emotional and spiritual connection to our energy, and finally to understand how this impacts who you are and all that you do. May this conversation inspire you to thrive. This episode of May the Life Force Be With You is brought to you by Moment Company and The Moment Pebble. The Moment Pebble is a beautiful, natural stone, light-guided breathing device and is a unique gift for someone who needs that gentle reminder to stop and take a break, to take moments throughout their busy day and to practice mindfulness. Just head over to momentcompany.co, that's momentcompany.co and enter the code LIFEFORCE at checkout to receive an exclusive 10% podcast discount. Hi. I'm Fiona. I'm Karila. And welcome to an episode of May the Life Force Be With You. You are in Australia. I am. And you are in Brighton. I'm still in Brighton and it is, it's actually not too cold. It's not that like winter, I can't bear to be outside without being tense cold. Um, and then where I am today, there were parts of <laughs> Wales that were 40 degrees. So I am, hopefully no one can hear the fan going behind me. Uh, there's no way I can switch it off because I will be melting <laughs> very, very quickly. But you're still jet lagged as well. So I wasn't, I thought I had really cracked it. I I always do that I'm like I'm fine and then I'm like oh no I'm not (laughs) so I thought I'd cracked it I slept for 10 hours my first night the kids here yelled at me and poked me to keep me awake um and it worked and I had 10 hours sleep and I thought yes I've done it uh but I immediately went back into work mode and so doing eight, nine, ten hour days, but starting very, very early. And I've realized that actually I probably needed to give myself a couple of days to climatize before I jumped back into that. So um, I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling the jet lag again. And isn't that an interesting topic of life force energy, jet mm. lag? I mean, mm. I wonder what actually goes on with your jet lag like I wonder what goes on with your life forces if it just gets completely disorientated well I was just gonna say what's really interesting is you know I wear my whoop um that I got for when I was training um Mm. and I thought it'll be interesting to see how it does my heart rate availability what happened to my resting heart rate what happened to my quality of sleep the first, the day, the two days I traveled, because it takes 36 hours door to door for me to get to where I am in Australia. Um, and the day after, I was the highest I've ever been in terms of optimal state. Well, it makes sense to me because like new and travel and joy and all of that. I feel like I'm in my optimal state when I'm traveling. I mean, it, 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 for a long, long time, it was my default state. Um, but what I what I did this time that was slightly different, um, even the woman next to me on the plane was like, wow, you've got, to, you've got to have that sleep routine down. And I'm like, yes, I do. Um, 
so I was like prepared for the fly. I fasted. I didn't eat any plain food. Uh-huh. I had a couple of slices of watermelon in Singapore in the 35 minutes I was on the ground. That was it. Like I just fasted, drank lots of water. I took some sleep gummies when I first got on the first flight. I didn't even watch any movies. I don't actually know what I did. I rested and I meditated. And that to me... You had a conscious flight. (laughs) I did. I did. And so it's interesting that when I landed here, yeah, the first three days afterwards, I've never been so high in terms of my optimal recovery stats which yeah I'm, I'm gonna surmise I'm gonna crash tomorrow but um it was really interesting to me and then when I got here I got out in the sunshine I readjusted by eating light but eating to the time zone that I was now landing in uh I got to the beach um and all of those things just kind of helped helped with the rebalance See, I, I've got to say, when I fly, I love it. Like, I don't consciously fly. I, like, indulge. <laughs> I'm like, I am eating the plain food. Oh, <laughs> and I'm love. watching the films. <laughs> I know. But I love it. I lo- Like, for me, I love, I'm so in my happy place when I'm traveling. Like, my whole system just goes into a state of joy and loves the fact that I've got a book and I'm like different movies and I watch rubbish movies and it's just like I'm in such joy that I would put money on that I'd still be in an optimal state. Like I used to fly 400 hours a year like that's how much I was on planes I worked out one year I was in the air for 400 hours so this is a lot of trial and error of um, what makes me tick but this is the first time I properly fasted and I do think that's something that made the biggest difference I didn't land with that horrible plane bloat you know it's um I was kind to my system I was kind to myself like how long were you fasting for I did 25 <laughs> hours 25 hours wow. yeah as soon as I got to Sydney I went straight for some sushi and a smoothie <laughs> <laughs> I had this one time where I had a really in inverted commas, terrible journey to the airport. We were only going, I think, to Ibiza. Um, But there was a rail strike and Hmm. we couldn't... So there was a rail strike on a bank holiday. We were flying from Stansted or something like that. And so we were on rail replacement buses and we had to change rail replacement buses. And if you're British, we'll just so be relating to like this because it's like the UK right. system paid <laughs> it's worse. And um, we had to change, we had to wait or something at Victoria. Um, and these, the driver let these two people on. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, I just know that they're trouble. Like, why is he letting these two people on the bus? Like, it looked look like drug addicts to be honest they were drug addicts so anyway we're then on the motorway to um we're on the motorway to uh Stansted and the bus has to end up pulling over because these two people are 
have started, one of them has has um, shat himself <laughs> and wiped it on his sandwich, on his baguette. And they are having a fight with the baguette, waving the baguette across the bus at each other and hitting each other with it. And obviously this bus is packed and <laughs> it's packed full of Euro- European people that are like, throw them off the bus. <laughs> as they probably would do in other countries. And in this country, the bus driver's like, I can't, I'm not allowed to touch them. There's too much red tape. We have to pull over and wait for them while they do, wait for the police to come while they continue to do this. At the same time, there are so many people that are like worrying about getting their flights because it's like Stansted is a small airport. So people are not like traveling hours before, you know? a lot going on and the, all of this was happening and like everybody was so heightened and so stressed and honestly I was in my happy place I was like this is hilarious I am going to be telling this story for years and I'm so happy right now like I'm so happy that I'm still on a bus I'm still ha- so happy that I'm getting on a plane I'm so in my joy traveling and it made me realize that like there's when you're like really 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 in your happy place whatever your happy place is it kind of doesn't matter what is going on around you it kind of you know there's a there's a joy point that if you're in it your vibrations just just high regardless of of circumstance and so I do think and I actually think most people don't like the travel side as much as I do, like I probably like oh, no, traveling I... more, yeah, more than the arrival. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I, 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 as I say, from my my career, my previous career, I just traveled so much, um, and back then, you know, there was no Wi-Fi on planes, so it was the only opportunity I would have to literally switch off. And it's actually where I started journaling. That's where my journaling started, and I would Me. always. Yeah, I would always have a notebook with me when I traveled so that when I was up in the air and no one could get me, I felt like I was in this kind of time space, like nothing mattered. Like I wasn't on the ground. I wasn't anywhere. I was held in time and space so I could write freely and I could think freely. And so my journal that I now do every single day started because I journaled when I traveled because I kind of gave myself permission to almost be in a different state of suspended animation, if you like. And that's where, you know, the, the, the kind of thought process kind of began because I was not anywhere. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Like plain time is sacred time. Mm -hmm. Like to me, it's like, can't work. You, I, I feel like, I do the best manifestations on a plane. There's something about Ooh. being up in the air. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you manifest mm-hmm. and you like projecting out <laughs> into the ether. Like I always manifest on a plane. Um, because I'm like, there's something about being up there in the like impossible field, you know? Um, well, I didn't exist on this planet and I, week. Last Saturday, I didn't exist on the planet because I wasn't here. Yeah, because you were a day, day out of time. Yeah. That's amazing. So so you flew, and while you were flying, the dates changed. Explain that. Just 
so in the UK, so I I left the UK on Friday, right? Friday I left the UK and I arrived in Australia on Sunday afternoon. So on Saturday, I and I flew for 22 and a half hours. So the Saturday I basically wasn't really on the planet because I was somewhere, I was in the sky. And when you go to... Um, when you fly from LA to Australia, you cross the international dateline and you literally skip a whole day. Um, and my ex and I traveled back from LA one time to Melbourne and it was his birthday and he didn't get his birthday because we skipped the whole day. <laughs> but then you go back to the future when you fly the other way, you, 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 you land before you take off, even though it's a 16 hour flight. So you kind of, I mean, that's so, I want to kind of bring this to life for energy because, yes, because I think there is a, because actually you're, I don't know if I'll do the fast, I might, most of the time I indulge on a plane, the one time that I really struggle is when I fly to Japan because the jet lag for Japan is like the mother of all jet lags. I haven't flown to Australia, but like it is horrendous. <laughs> when I when you're in Japan, you're like wired all night and then you are exhausted all day and it's just horrendous. Like I've never experienced anywhere else I've flown to. And so I might actually try the healthy conscious Fiona method. <laughs> when I next fly to Japan. The other thing to do as well, if you can, is to just a couple of days before you fly, try and adjust your time by an hour. So get up an hour earlier or later, go to bed an hour earlier or later, and you just do that gradually, um, hour by hour. So um, that's some advice that I had shared via the Formula One crew um, that I... Uh, no, and they obviously fly around the world all the time and have insane amounts of travel and and jet lag, and so they try and kind of get on to the future time zone that they're traveling to as quickly as possible, and just kind of try adjusting your patterns um, when you're still at your original destination can have can help when you're going to your final destination. So, but I as interesting as my as my jet lag stories are. It is Christmas here next week. It or- is Christmas, and I really want to talk about Australian Christmas. I just want to ask you one thing first before we come off. Yeah. Do you think that our life force energy is connect? So, because your life force energy is really affected when you're jet lagged. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a connection between life? energy and time because our life force is like our supply for our lifetime and because the time goes so funny do you think that's what causes it honestly it's lack of sleep (laughs) that's what causes it um your circadian rhythms are out of whack so your routine I'm a real creature of routine, which feeds my life force. That's where I get my life force energy. That's where I know the pleasure points are. So I fill my routine with things that kind of top that up. I think when you're you're mm-hmm. traveling and you you hit a new destination, everything's new. 
Although to be honest with you, when I come back to mm-hmm. Australia, it feels just like coming home. But I think that there is a, it takes you a while to readjust, not just to the time, but, you know, to the air, to the ambience, to the water, to the temperature, to the food, like everything kind of is slightly different. And I think your body and your immune system is getting little jabs from everywhere going, this isn't normal, this isn't usual. And 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 those accumulate to kind of like impact your life force energy. And anybody that's suffered from jet lag knows that, oh my God, it feels like it's been sucked out of you when you 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 just yeah. don't so t- you're like a bobblehead. This is why I've been like all week. And you just don't feel you can function. And what's interesting is that I find that like I can't even like use my limbs properly. You know, I can barely hold a glass of water. And you begin to realize that it is a form of pattern of tiredness that you you kind of lose your sharpness, your alertness, your vocabulary even. And it can impact everything in your system when you are that tired and that you are not supported by your normal routine and and kind of things that give you that that energy so that that's my kind of take on it I love that you said that because it's so relevant to the the inner journey I'm having at the moment which is also amazingly relevant to Christmas um but yesterday I was talking about the fact that a lot of um a huge side of my personality rejects routine, rejects order, goes for freedom, goes for chaos, finds safety and order a bit boring. Um, And I was describing it as like, mystery is like my happy place, hence being happy when somebody's hitting another person with a sandwich covered in shit (laughs) on them. and being like safe and satisfied and that matter in the world of matter is a a world that I'm trying to like open up to and come into and um it's to create more security and stuff in my life but I'm noticing all of the rejection and the stuff and and what I was talking about was that matter and the routine of of the way of of matter helps you hold enough energy to be able to manifest these these big things like security and um physical manifestations of security require a huge amount of energy and and yesterday I was literally saying like I can see that it's 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 routine, it's order, it's the themes of um, bringing things into sensible organization that mean that you hold enough energy for that, and so that feels so relevant to what you've just said in terms of when your routine is then thrown out your body loses a whole load of energy because it's the routine that is holding the energy. It's certainly for creation and certainly for the creation of maybe big things in place. 
Well, I also think it's relevant to, to kind of safety as well. And that if you're out of routine and everything in your environment is different, whether we're conscious of it or not, our immune system will be triggered by that and it will be slightly on, on alert. And we're probably therefore using more anxious, anxious energy and we're kind of on, a little bit on alert as, as well. And I think that, you know, that's often why people get sick when they go on holiday because they're, you know, they, they find a re- release and let go, but then their immune system's like, whoa, this is a different state to what we're, we're used to. And you kind of are susceptible to, to bugs and things like that. So, so yeah, I think, I think there's something about being safe that keeps your energy held differently when you're in new environments as well. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's, let's uh, have a, have a discussion because I, I, this is going out at Christmas, um, but before we get to Christmas, there's also <laughs> the solstice, and it's yeah. so interesting because I know that you're about to do some winter solstice routine uh, uh, rituals, and for me, I've been invited to attend some summer solstice rituals, and I was going to say it on the same day at the same time, but obviously it's not because I'm ahead of you. I'm in the future. That that um you know we'll be we'll be having those rituals and depending on whether you're in the northern or southern hemisphere, there's a whole kind of like energy release, intention, manifestation, um and an association with the solstice that goes with it. But we will be experiencing polar opposites. That is, there's something about it that disorientates me. Actually, I'm like, how is Fiona celebrating the summer solstice? <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, solstice for me is kind of in actually talking of routine. My one routine of the year, my routine spiritually mm-hmm. comes from the particularly the feminine festivals of the year, um, and the turning of the seasons. And you know, every year for years, for a decade. I've done winter solstice ceremony in Avebury. That is that is where I like get my spiritual year routine path anchoring. Um, and so it slightly overrides Christmas for me, actually. Like I can't really think about Christmas until solstice is out of the way because I have this big event just before it. Um but it is a very, very anchoring. Like I could not imagine not having that as part of my routine, particularly the winter one. Actually, um, so maybe, maybe so give us a sense. To give us a sense of why the winter one is different from the summer one, and what I should be doing opposite or different to you, or what I should be doing similar to you. So, you know, every year I feel like I learn more about about the 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 solstice is just a celebration of the turning of the seasons in nature and the the solstice is the turning of the light so for anybody that doesn't know in the winter solstice it's the, the day that the light it's like the longest night and the shortest day but it's also the beginning of the light getting bigger yeah. summer solstice is actually the longest day and the shortest night and the celebration of of the dark getting bigger um and one of the most beautiful messages I had about solstice and or deep winter was on Monday where 
what happened, we were doing a, a winter circle and as you know, and anybody listening to other recent episodes will know, I've been quite highly stressed <laughs> because of, of this problem going on in Egypt and I've been quite like activated in my nervous system and what was shown to me in, in the circle was that um, winter and deep winter and solstice is a really, really important time in terms of our cycle. Because when we truly drop in, and for me the best way to drop in is ceremonially, but there's lots of ways, when we truly drop in to the stillness, and the silence, and the deep yin, the samadhi, the no breath, the, the, when we truly embody the themes of winter, what happens is our system is able to hold the new. And the new is bigger, has more energy, the new cycle, the new beginning, the new cycle of the year, the vision of the following year, the new cycle of your path, everything that is new has a higher quotient of energy, it has evolution in it, it requires you to be a greater version of yourself. Um, and, you know, what I realised with all the stress and anxiety and stuff that I was having and resistance I was having to Egypt was that my system wasn't being able to hold it like my system couldn't hold this up level and that's why it was reacting and why dropping into deep winter is so important is when you drop in your your body becomes one with the earth and then, of course, you can hold this higher quotient of energy, this new vision, because it's not you holding it, it's you as the earth holding it, you know? Like, you're as big as the earth, you're as colourful as all of the flowers, like, you come into vibrational oneness with the earth, and then you're, whole, then you're able to hold, no matter how big or massive a change is. And that's why... Deep winter is so important because it's that moment of coming into total oneness with the earth. And so, so that what does that mean? What does that mean for someone that 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 wants to do a ceremony? So we'll we'll put this out before, or we'll put this out on on solstice. Otherwise, if we make it Christmas, it'll have passed. So what what can someone do? No, I think I think. In terms of that, actually, it's not solstice specific. Like, you could do it at any time during the deep winter. So I think it's it's not solstice specific. Um, there's a great power of being in ceremony on the solstice because many people are in ceremony. And so there's the collective power of ceremony happening. Um, and as... <laughs> As the head druid of Avebury, who sadly passed now, once said, he once said to me, he was being interviewed <coughs> for a TV show, and he was like, they were asking me why, why I celebrate the solstice, and he was like, and I answered, 
because if the sun doesn't come up, we're all fucked. <laughs> like, so it's like getting back to, the, it's getting back to like remembering to be grateful for these things that we often take for granted, you know, like if the sun doesn't come up, nothing else matters. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes we can be so busy with our lives that that we forget the great mechanics and happenings of nature that can actually hold us and support us and and do have an effect on us you know i feel like a lot of people really struggle with winter and sad mm-hmm. and and the, the the slowing down but like if you understand it from the view i've just presented which is like you are being slowed down and drop down into gravity and and push down into the deep press on because we're meant to be coming into oneness with the earth. We're meant to be cooling down and spreading out and and feeling vibrational resonance with stillness and quietness and beingness so that we have the space inside of us to hold what is next for us. And it's like if you surrender to that, it becomes a much more beautiful experience rather than one that is something you're kind of fighting against internally. And so what's the flip um, of that for me? What's the yeah. flip for summer? Uh, what are you doing on summer solstice? So I what are you um, doing? I'm going with a, a friend here to um, a sound bath uh, and a yin uh, session uh, with some chai and some conversation in circle afterwards so that's what I'm doing it was originally a static dance but now it's uh it's a sound bath so I'm I'm cool either way I just want to um see how the Aussies do it <laughs> that's so cool I want to hear about how the Aussies do it that sounds like a beautiful summer solstice ceremony still weirded out by that <laughs> um if winter is about holding the space and holding the the it's about honoring the darkness the longest the the space summer is about holding the light it's about holding all of the energy inside of you and actually for me summer solstice is is always about celebrating it's about That's the word that was just in my head. I was like, celebration, celebration. Yeah. I need to dance around. And because uh, when we're celebrating, we're feeling full of full of energy inside of us. We're feeling full of of you know hold, holding holding as much life force energy inside of you and it's like holding your fullness. You know, if if winter is the samadhi, the no breath state, then summer solstice is the the full breath state it's the um time where you're holding all of your you're embodying all of your potential and so it's an amazing time to like manifest and yeah really I I feel like it and you know it sounds like what you're doing is perfect is 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 it's just about honoring how much you can hold you know in a way what you opened up in the winter solstice is then like this is how much I can hold because I opened up that much, you know? Um, and it, I think it's important because then it's about to change. 
you know, like even though we don't associate it with that in the UK, actually after summer solstice, that's when you start to breathe out. And so as much as you can hold, the more supply you have for for the change. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, and again, in deep winter, I think the more space you can hold, the more you can uh, open to call in the new year, you know, to call in the, the rest, new cycle. Rest, recuperate, uh-huh. you know, take time and rest. nature right there, but, you know, don't be, be kind to yourself. It's okay to hibernate, sleep if you want to, get those cozy, you know, blankets out and pajamas and and that's okay that's an invitation because before we had electricity you would have got spent more time in sleep in rest in recuperation so you know don't feel bad for doing those things this is the the season to do it which is interesting because <laughs> christmas in many ways is a bit of a contradict you know like there's a yeah. lot in 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 december when we're meant to be doing that in the UK, mm-hmm. actually, there's a lot of the opposite. There's a lot of demand to go parties and to to celebrate. And Christmas is this like often of as certainly for most people, I think it's quite an unsafe. Mm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that struggle with Christmas. I'm not a fan. <laughs> What are you I'm, doing on Christmas? I never have been a fan of Christmas. Bad things always happen to me at Christmas. Um, uh, this year, I will be at my friend's yeah. pool, and there'll be lots of prawns, and we might go crazy and have a game of chess at the side of the pool, and swim and chill out basically oh we'll take the dog for a walk on the beach that that's about the extent of my christmas day and i cannot wait <laughs> that sounds lovely and that actually sounds like you're honoring you know i'm i'm always slightly aware of like anybody that travels and then is some like you know your system like we were talking about with the flying mm-hmm. has been preparing for the winter solstice yes. um and you're now in the summer solstice and you know this didn't happen until very recently in our ancestral system um and it's amazing that it can now happen but i feel like you're really honoring the the deep winter magic that your system probably needs on christmas mm-hmm. day yeah um which is why i say you know you can celebrate on the solstice ceremonially but like the deep winter practices can happen at any time yeah and I think that that sounds like a really beautiful dropping in, connecting to the earth, walking the dog. Yeah. And it's just, it'll be 36 degrees instead of yeah. 60 degrees. <laughs> this is very relaxing. <laughs> For me, it is anyway. It is. It is. It got a little bit too warm today. But but yeah, I think it's just that honouring honoring that need to rest you know regardless if it's hot or cold I think there's something also about the turning of the year that kind of calendar flip that um I get the sense that a lot of us get to the end of the year and you're just like hanging on okay I just need that 
that break after Christmas just to kind of relax and to not be in routine back to the the start of our original conversation is that sometimes that's where we can find the space um mm. to deliberately break the patterns that create our tiredness by saying no I'm I'm not going to do any of those things I normally I normally do because I need to honor honor the time to take a break um and so that is that is what I am going to do what are you going to do for Christmas me and some friends I'm having a very quiet Christmas I was in a host Christmas which I've done for the last few years and I was just like I can't I'm too stressed out with everything that's going on um Egypt wise and so I, and I was like, I need something off the table, and it was Christmas. <laughs> and so me and some friends are now going to the Harbour Hotel for a meal, oh, and that's all, the only thing. Like, the rest of the day, I'm probably going to be on my own, going for a walk, reading books, like, taking space, and, yeah. Um, so there you are. Look, we're on the opposite sides of the world, but we're going to be doing <laughs> We're going to go for a walk on the beach. I mean, I'm going to eat some prawns at the side of a pool. To be I fair. will be a lot more clothes than you. <laughs> that is that is a fact. Um, but, you know, reading, spending some time with friends, but just kind of honouring the need to to rest. Yeah. Um, I, after the, the sauce is quite a big event for me. It's always several days. And, and, and usually Christmas is... is straight after that and so yeah I um stopped going to my family a few years ago mainly because my my guides say that your family are so contracted to show you your shadow Hmm. as part of the contract that you have with your family is that your members of your family are contracted to reflect your shadow at you. And so my guide started calling Christmas a shadow party. And I was like, you know what? I do not want to go to the shadow party on December 25th anymore. So I quit. You know on the show. <laughs> There'll be so many people that will go, yeah, no shit. That your family are there to be your shadow guides, right? They're there to show you the shadow. And I think Christmas, as we all can probably attest to at some point in our lives have been a very stressful shadow party party. and I like doing enough shadow work throughout the year I was like I don't need to go to the shadow party (laughs) like I I do enough of my shadow work um and I want to honor the fact that like anybody so contracted to show you your shadow is a really that is love. Like that soul loves you so much. You have, you, you know, that is one of the greatest gifts anybody can ever give you in your life. It is to show you the things that you need to heal. And I promise you that is one of the greatest loves, one of the hardest and the greatest loves that you have in your life. And in a way, that's why, the soul contract has to be within the family because it's that blood bond that means you don't walk away and you actually stay and find out (laughs) what you need to see, you know? And so I don't want people to then think of Christmas as a dark thing if they are going to the shadow party. I just, I just, it's a beautiful thing. It's a loving, it's a soul love, that contract and a blood love. And 
a really, really hard love. And it's amazing to me how, how relevant our conversations are because when I was saying yesterday in the conversation I was having about needing order and needing more order in my chaos, I realised that um, my rejection of it was the mother wind because matter is the body of the mother and, um, you know, one of the greatest shadow contracts I have is is the relationship that has very much healed with me and my mum. And um, what when I was talking about needing to get more routine and, and this responsibility and this embracing of safety as opposed to being safe in the unsafe and being safe in the chaos, um, one of the most beautiful things I realised was that step uh, as I'm turning 40 next year, I'm stepping into the archetype of the mother and... Um, a lot of what I'm going through at the moment is the reset to be, to embody and embrace the archetype of the mother and the responsibility. And, and as I was talking, I was like, oh, I have been in response and I forgot the ability bit because the order, the bringing order and the routine is the power of, it's part of the power of the mother. It's the ability that comes up, that comes when there is a response. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was just such a, like, I've never ever thought that that word has the word ability in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, mm-hmm. judged it. I've judged it and I've dismissed it and I've been like, responsibility feels really boring and, and not magical. And then I was like, <laughs> right, oh, that, yeah, it's that. ability. <laughs> it's, it's the magical ability of the great mother of life. of And, and it happens you know, the goddess, and this is what's so relevant about the solstice, goddess creates life itself on the routine, on the, the there being solstice and in bulk and the routine of the seasons and like creation of the physical matter absolutely requires routine. It's and doing. That to me is what ability means and routine. It's actually doing. It's not being passive. It's being in it. It's yeah. being part of it. That That is what I'm hearing is really, really important. And I think, you know, for anybody that is 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 looking forward, dreading, doesn't know what they're doing, might be feeling Christmas, bah humbug. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, maybe, maybe our our invitation, our message, our wishes that everyone finds that moment to to take a little bit of rest and reflection themselves, um, to step into the light and out of the shadow if they can for even just a moment. And I think your reflection on the shadow being from a place of pure love, sure, you know, that that is um, something that even if we can maybe hold for that split second can help us get through to Boxing Day. <laughs> and... You know, have fun. Yeah. I think that's the other thing. Like yeah. feasting, also, seriously, feasting is so good for your life force energy. We don't actually feast very often these days, other than on Christmas Day. So at least enjoy the feast. 
I love that. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's check back in after the festivities. But uh, wishing everybody a beautiful time over solstice and and over the festive holiday period. And we hope that you connect with loved ones in whichever way serves you. So thank you, Karila, for sharing. And may the life force be ho, ho, ho with you all. (laughs) the life force be. We hope this conversation has topped up your life force energy. If it has, then please help us spread the life force. Like, share, subscribe, all of that. (laughs) And may the life force be with all of us.